Robert Beck from the Bleacher Report. Teams that have the requisite talent, veteran talent, proven talent, and the Jazz fall into those categories can find themselves in the last month of a season. And as long as you ended on the right note and you got into the playoffs with everybody in rhythm, the chemistry looking good, you kind of forget about how you got there and the mini dramas along the way. So I don't think what's happening now is necessarily indicative of concerns that the Jazz should have in mid-April, but it all depends on what happens in the next six weeks, obviously. He is a quarterback for the University of Utah, joining us from Spring Ball. He is Jake Bentley. You have starting experience in going into what's uh, anticipated to be a quarterback battle. Do you think that helps that uh, you've got the experience advantage? No doubt. No doubt. And I think having that experience, having those uh, you know, those lessons that, that I've learned over the years of playing and being able to use that definitely helps me a lot. But it's a new situation, and I'm just trying to get better each and every day. The Cavs are really bad, but the Jazz did play better. When Bogdanovich is hitting 10 of 19 shots and scoring 28 points, man, that goes a long way. You want him shooting. He needs to shoot. He's the second most important offensive player on the team, so he has an off couple of nights. Take 19 shots. He hits 3 of 19. Are you Keep still... going, man. In the case of somebody like Bogdanovich, who's one of the best, what, 15 shooters on the very planet Earth? Uh, he wants to play for you. Hoist away, sir. <laughs> you shoot to your heart's content. I guarantee that's what Quinn Snyder and every member of that team is telling him. Television voice of the Utah Jazz, Craig Bowler Jack. Look, there's 22 games left. We played 60, which is amazing. You know, the Conley situation can is fluid as I think he looks more comfortable the last couple of games. That's good if they're going to stay with this lineup with O'Neal as a starter and Joe as a sixth man. Still think Joe has to get more involved and still has to have more touches. How that happens, I don't know. But I think Joe Ingles is a player that needs more than two shots like he had last night. He's still doing his thing direct in traffic with assists and that's good. But I think the Jazz still need Joe Ingles and his three ball and the ability to find Rudy, which is what he does so well. So if they're winning, I guess that's the most important thing is to get back on track. I think they're building confidence and hopefully that confidence is going to go up in Boston. The offensive coordinator for BYU talking a little spring ball with Jeff Grimes. What's the official status of the quarterback position right now? Is everything up for grabs? Is there an incumbent advantage for somebody? What's the status of that position? I think all those guys have proven that they can play and that and that they can win games, you know, and I've not been a lot of places where you have two quarterbacks that you feel really good about. I don't think I've been anywhere where you have three. If you had that luxury at running back or tight end, you want to give all those guys opportunities, and so all of them will have an opportunity to prove what they can do and win the job, but I think the volume of work that any guy has done certainly speaks for him, and I'm a fan of all three of those guys, and so they'll all get pretty equal reps, at least to start with here in spring ball, and obviously that could change depending on health and performance as we work our way through these 15 practices. He's the radio voice of the Utah Jazz, David Locke. I think some of the things have been better. The end result of the whole lineup thing is that they've got this pretty good second-tier lineup now. Mike Conley, Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles are playing with George Niang and Tony Bradley. I'm pretty excited about that. The ball movement has been better. They've had more open catch-and-shoot threes. You know, the defense is what has to get better. It's really hard to tell in these games whether the defense is getting better because the bottom four or five teams in the Eastern Conference are just so bad. So that seems perfectly fine to me. It just doesn't come out very well statistically. Sports Radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This 
is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Is everybody ready? Everybody's Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. day it's the big show gordon monson jake scott 97.5 1280 the zone thanks for making us a part of it we greatly appreciate it gordon how are you i'm fantastic jake how are you today uh good good what's going on in your world oh you know just getting ready for a a fun opponent tonight with the boston celtics it's it's gonna be an interesting day i think on the show then of course uh, morphing into the pregame at five o'clock, uh, this, by, is a, uh, this is a fun one to by prepare fun, for. You mean quality? Yeah, Boston's a good team. It's a unique matchup. Jason Tatum is emerging. Jason Tatum and Donovan Mitchell, two of the you know uh, players under twenty three in this league, which there are a, a bunch of them. It seems that really are incredibly exciting to watch. Jason, they should be great. Jason's better than Donovan. Eh? See, I talked to Hans a little bit about this. I don't like the comparison because. They're really different because Jason is significantly bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they're they not going to end up playing really the same position. No, but uh, that doesn't matter in that kind of ridiculous conversation. I mean, who is more valuable? I mean, it, it depends on the roster. I mean, who's because I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're much. Who's better, LeBron or, or uh, MJ? I mean, well, right. they're different players. And but... we can we can argue argue about this later, I suppose. But this is what I told Hans. The one, th- if I were giving them both advice, I'd say whoever ends up being better is the best two way player. Well, Donovan's got a ways to go. Well, you know, Tatum isn't there either. So, yeah. all right. Well, I just thought I'd lob that out there. I did not know you talked with Hans about that. Uh, but it's just one of those things. Anytime you have two quality players, you wonder, okay, what? I wonder who's better. No way of proving it, really. You yeah, can break I, down the stats all day long. I know. Like, you want every matchup to be a whizzing contest. I get it. But <laughs> a what? In this case. I think, can, you, can you say that on the air? Whizzing? Yeah. You say it every, you make the, the silly joke every time the Jazz play the Wizards. Well, I'm talking about the Wiz, the Wizards, the Wiz. Yeah, right. Let's go Wiz. We know what you're talking about. I think we're all well aware of it. Oh, okay. I was like, no, I swear I don't need to be. Uh, anywho, we've got a list coming up, I'm sure. <laughs> we do. Uh, you yeah. want to give us a preview? Is it long, short? It's actually a good little variety? longer today. A little longer yeah, today? Yeah, and there is a variety to it, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. from the bizarre to the yes. uh, absolutely to the biggest of world's problems, we're going to solve it in the list coming up. You got it. Wow. Okay. Now that, my good friends, is a tease right there. We've got some good programming coming your way, and of course, it is a Friday, so there's uh, a lot to do. A truncated big show, only uh, a couple hours today, which means Gordon gets 
time to go enjoy his Friday night? Well, I'm not a big fan of truncation, but uh, I'll, you know, I'll play by the rules. What do you got going your Friday? Are you going out on the town? Big date with the wife? Uh, actually, uh, 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 going out with some friends with the wife. Okay. Why were you so hesitant to say that? You make it sound so much more like either you're you're not actually telling us what you're going to do, what? or it's, I have a theory. It's, it's like a group of friends that you don't want us to know about. PK asked if he had plans. Gordon said, "Ah, oh, we're busy." And now he has to hear Gordon oh. say, "Going to dinner with someone else." No, no, that's not it at all. But uh, yes, uh, I, I will be uh, going to dinner with friends tonight. You like going to Rome or something? Yeah, right. I mean, you're just so Rome's not a good place to go right now, right? Yeah, you're so Rome, Texas, dodgy <laughs> about these friends. No, it's got nothing. Like, to is do it? With. Is it? Are we prying? Uh, well, I, yeah, no. I just, you know, I was just. You got in trouble at church a, for I'm your kind article. Of a huh? Private person doesn't necessarily like to broadcast, you know, where I, what I'm doing before I do it. You know, I'm one of those people when I go into a restaurant, I want to be over in the corner, over in a dark corner somewhere. Is PK going to be over in that corner with no, you? No, no. You going to Hawaii for the weekend? <laughs> no, I'm not. Although I did know someone who did that recently. Who just uh, fueled up the G4 and got going? No, he went to Hawaii, and he was just there very briefly for a funeral, if you got to know, and then turned right around and came home. Well, there you got to go. You got to <laughs> okay, mix, in the, mix in the funeral. Thanks Is Don on the phone? Yeah, somebody get Don on the phone. Do <laughs> I have those pictures? to me every time. Anywho, mm-hmm. okay, well, you have fun on your mysterious Friday night. I hope it all works out for you. <laughs> Nothing mysterious about it at all. I just didn't tell you all the details, but it's not all mysterious, the... nor is it secretive. No? No. This isn't one of those Chester weekends, huh? No. What happened to the pictures I was supposed to see this week? <laughs> I will forever feel an affinity for Casey Kasem. Right, because he's a big fan of yours, supposedly. We yeah. know. We got it. How are you going to feel when I bring that letter in? You're going to feel so sheepish and ashamed. Why? You, but you ever cast doubt on it? Because you had the ability to forge some letter oh, by Casey no. Kasem. No, you had no. the ability to hit print. No, you're going to be able to tell. It's authentic. It's oh, definitely yeah? authentic. Because I've, I've seen letters from Casey Kasem often <laughs> in my career. Got a Someone, handwriting expert. So I'm a fan. Saw one just the other day. All right. Well, should we, get, should we dive into the list? Yes, what do you want to do? do All right. Uh, Austin, uh, if you please. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. I go, well, I, 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 well, I mean, if you give, you give, you get, you know, and I think they give and they give and they take back and then you, you don't get. You don't got to put the, uh, the, 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 the whole, well, I'm not, uh, 
I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to introduce you all to John L. What? What did he? I, I don't understand it. I, 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 but oh, whatever. I, uh, that does not look. I, I, mean, I mean, it just doesn't. Uh, who's your mind? Well, uh, 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 yeah. What are you doing? That's some little thing. Well, there's nothing I can say. I mean, it was just a mistake. It's a mistake. Wow. Gordon's List brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. How about that? You know, I I, I just figured out that that's your deflection, I think. What? You know, we've talked about people's bad deflections before, you know, and that that might be yours. Just (laughs) and just trail off. And then we're all left thinking, like, wait, did he did he answer? Did he answer the question? I don't, I don't, I don't know what I just did right there. All right, Jazz Celtics tonight. You mentioned it already. Uh, keys for the Jazz for victory tonight, Jake. And this is uh, something that maybe some people know, some people don't. I always spring this list on you. You have no clue what no I'm going to ask. Yeah. So it's I'm all ready. completely organic. I'm throwing it at you. Keys for the Jazz tonight. I have my answer, okay? And and this is a key tonight, uh, but I think also key long term. Okay. Because we've talked about... We've talked about Rudy's importance to the team. We've talked about how teams are playing the Jazz, and specifically Rudy, differently. So how do they figure out a way to have Rudy make an impact on the game, a significant impact, I should say, on the game against teams like Boston? And I want to see how that goes tonight. When a a team is is designing their offense to pull Rudy away from the rim – how are they going to react when they when they play uh, switch defense, which you'll see a lot tonight, or they sag their big? How does Rudy react there? Do I want to. I want to. That's what I, they need to find a way to keep Rudy effective. Yeah. That's my answer. Do you think that they that Rudy practices every day, posting up against somebody down low? Uh, yes, I because would bet that's, on that. If yeah. he could get past that, then that eliminates half the problem. Yeah, but the, is, he's not going to do it tomorrow. I mean, I think that's something you've got to install in an offseason. But multiple, isn't that something he would be working on during the offseason and throughout the season? Yes, because right. It, but, because if he can solve that, how far does that go for the Jazz? And I'm talking about like they switch, and then you've got like a 6'7 guy on you. And he and, and just to take a little bump. And then turn and shoot. I mean, wouldn't that? And I don't even mean shoot. I mean, just sort of lay it in. Here's here's the problem, Gordon. Is he's not going to get that done tomorrow? And will he get that done in time for the Jazz to make a decision about his upcoming contract? Yeah, that's super and, and max. It's a it's a huge huge question because if Rudy's going to sign that kind of contract, he needs to continue to be the defensive player that he is, and no doubt will. But he's got to be more than a dynamic offensive player. I mean, he has to be... Because you can't give that contract to just anybody. You just can't. You you can't. You're going to doom... Because that player, you're in a sense giving him 35% of the salary cap, and you're saying you have to carry the team. You are a huge difference maker. You've got to do it. And, and, and Rudy has been that at times, but when the defense has been as complicated his effect offensively, then... That diminishes obviously what the Jazz can do because they like to dump it into him. They like to get him the ball near the rim, and they like to shoot threes. Th- those are the two things they want. I mean, you talk to Quinn about it, and he he does. It seems like he doesn't even want the two point shot. Now that's an exaggeration, but you know what I'm saying. I do. 
And there's nothing unique about the Jazz in that regard. A lot of teams around the league are are doing that, except for the Rockets, who are shooting everything from the perimeter. And now uh, it'll be interesting to see because they've they've lost a couple straight now. They have, and but but Boston is really similar to Houston. So I mean, they're both kind of doing that in a way. Although Boston, they've got some bigs that'll get some time. I wonder how much time. Ennis, excuse me, for example, is going to get tonight because he was very, shall we say, vulnerable uh, when they played in this building. So, Well, I mean, if the Celtics shoot the ball well, then they're going to be difficult to beat. But like the Rockets, weren't they like 7 of 42 from 3 or something like that? Yeah. And they lose. So they say you live and die by it. Well, these teams, that's really true for them. We'll talk more about the Jazz game coming up. Go on down the list. Mark Cuban Find half a million dollars for tweeting criticisms of NBA referees after the Hawks beat the Mavs recently on a controversial call. This is what he tweeted out, and I'm going to get your reaction, Jake. Right. I know you already know, but I'll read it anyway. Hit me. Refs have bad games. Crews have bad games. But this isn't a single-game issue. This is the same bleep that's been going on for 20 years. Hire former refs who think they know how to hire, train, and manage. Realize two years later that they can't. Repeat. Half a million dollars for that, Mark. I, he can afford it, but that's that's a severe fine. And I know he's uh, criticized referees in the past, and I know the league is somewhat protective of their officials and whatnot. In a statement, the league said, fans and media criticize refs, but team executives must be, quote, held to a higher standard to avoid the appearance of influencing the games. But, Jake, what if the complaints are just because the refs really are bad? Higher standard? That seems like a weird way to say it. Okay, so I'm I'm excited that that's your take on this because I think you're you're right on the money. Here's here's the thing. All right, Mark Mark is is criticizing a single issue, and maybe that's right, maybe that's wrong, and he's getting fined, and we all saw that coming. But he is criticizing the system, right? And if the system is worth criticizing, well, it should be criticized, and maybe that uh, the the NBA should look at its relationship with the referees union, whatever they're called. What are they called? Bozos United. I don't. <laughs> Uh, and you and figure out how to make some reform because he's right. If you keep hiring, you know, guys within the system and they're training the next generation of referees, if you want change, well, you're probably not going to get it. Uh, one generation is poisoning the next. Right. And that's somewhat human nature, right? I mean, that sounds extremely critical, but if you were training, uh, you know, the next generation of sports columnists, they'd probably come out with a few of your traits, be it for better or for worse. I mean, it just, it, it's kind of what happens there. If you, if you want better or something different than you're getting, then you have to hire something or hire somebody who's going to go emphasize other things. Like so is, Mark, Mark is right about that. So is Mark, is Mark more likely to, to, uh, to be heavily fined? Because the truth hurts. The more truth you speak, the more heavily you're going to be fined because the league doesn't like that? And it hurts more? Well, the more attention that comes to it. Higher standard? Come on. Uh, that makes sense to me. Higher standard? 
Why? Because other people are going to say, yeah, he's right? Yeah, I didn't. I, I mean, I know I get the idea about, OK, if an owner complains all the time, then you think, OK, are you is, is this influencing refs in future games? We see this all the time. We saw it when uh, how many times did Phil Jackson do that to the jazz back in the 90s? Right. We saw it time and time right. again. And then the next game, <laughs> you might see a little nudging this way or that way. I get that. But in this case, Marcus. He's not a dumb guy. He's looking at the situation. I don't. I didn't view what he said there as being uh, go Mavs. I saw it as, hey, get this fixed for everybody. You know, I actually think when it comes to criticism of the referees that the NBA totally has it backwards. Because in the NBA right now, they, they release those ridiculous last two-minute things, right, where they basically will highlight where referees got it wrong. So the referees are getting that spotlight actually from the league itself. But if anybody not named the NBA criticizes them, the league finds them heavily and it's this big like wall of silence. Why not let people openly criticize referees? But how about the league? You just shut your pie hole and have their back. What's <laughs> so the go point? ahead. What's let them complain, but just don't respond. But just don't respond. What, what's well, the I point? wouldn't mind that as long as someone behind you know, closed doors is saying, oh, look, fellas, we got to fix this problem. Right. What's the matter? I mean, we're criticizing everybody else in the, uh, on the planet, not just in the sports world. I mean, why should these guys get this iron curtain? Oh, how dare you say <laughs> something uh, that critical of how they do their job, even though, you know, it's we are criticized. Our listeners are criticized. Mark Cuban himself are criticized for the way they do their jobs on a daily basis. In one way or another. So if I'm the refs, I'd be like, hey, I'm annoyed by those those final two minute things. You NBA, shut your pie hole. And then if let they, us if do they our job, it, if they did it that way, then it would give the appearance that no one is being swayed by anything that's being criticized. If Mark Cuban is flapping over and over again, criticizing and no one responds and they just go on with their business, it makes it look like they're not even hearing him. So, I mean, that part of it would be negated. And look, I've been a, I've been I've stuck up for the officials quite a bit. I think they are the best officials uh on the planet as far as basketball goes and they make mistakes sometimes. I get that. What I don't understand is when they make mistakes when they review it and still make the mistake. That makes no sense to me. But basketball is an impossible game to get right all the time. It's just it just can't do it. It's uh it's too difficult. These are human beings. But I do think that they should do everything possible to make it better. I mean, I've, I've thought about this before, stuff like this, like a, right down to their hiring practices. You know, to, to make a living as an official in the NBA, you've got to work your way up through just a rigorous process where yeah. you're basically stealing on the street just to survive. <laughs> I mean, what, what talented person coming out of college? picks a profession where you basically barely survive until you actually uh, they treat it like it's actually athletics like you're you're weeding people out based on their performance and they're just going to live the dream so they're going to survive and whatever as opposed to why wouldn't you go recruit people that have an actual decent head on their shoulders and train them mm -hmm. to be great officials yeah. as opposed to just like, all right, good luck grinding it out. May the best man win. Well, you still got to have good judgment and you've got to have good eyesight and you got to understand the game. Austin went through part of this. Didn't you train to be an umpire for a while? Yeah, I thought I was going to make it my life and then realized I had a life.
I wonder what kind of umpire you would have made. Not a really happy one. Would you have thrown guys out left and right? Only that would all. all, all that would be all I would do. <laughs> I don't know what kind of umpire Austin would. And now, now from a rules standpoint, Austin would be would be fine. I don't know. Sometimes the umpire needs to be the one, you know, pulling people off of the pile of people fighting. Not- yeah, but see, there are umpires and the referees too who are rather fiery. And that would be Austin style. He'd be one of those umpires who have you did you study any umpires that you looked at and said that's the way I would do it? No, I looked at them all and thought, clowns, I'm gonna do it better. <laughs> you know, I look at Austin and I think to myself, Mills Lane. <laughs> we were talking about Mills off the air yesterday. Boxing referee? Yeah, okay. I mean Umpire, Austin's follically challenged like Mills was. I feel like Austin could come up with some sort of uh, catchphrase like like Mills did. What was his catchphrase? Wasn't it, let's get it on? Uh, did he say that? Yeah, and his like, little gravelly Mills Lane. Like, let's get it on. <laughs> okay. Remember, remember how Mills Lane sounded? Isn't that Mills Lane's catchphrase, let's get it on? Now, yeah, now he was the guy in Celebrity Deathmatch, right? Yeah. He was the little yeah. uh, claymation judge right. okay. <laughs> or a referee. Yeah. Which was an amazing show, by the way. How that is still not being aired no. is really beyond me. You remember that show, Gordon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the claymation celebrities sure. that it were... takes like two years to make five minutes of that. That's thing, though, probably you know? why. That's probably why. <laughs> By the time the airs, those people aren't celebrities anymore. Yeah, that 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 could be why. But, but yeah, it's just that show. I I just care, guys. I care. That's why I'm fiery. You know what we got coming up on the list? What we've got Utah State. We've got speaking of officials. Did you see? Uh, I got a story about what happened between a player and a ref that we've got to get to. Uh, a certain quarterback locally who is uh, turning heads in the NFL, and uh, a certain man who can devour food faster than anybody else on the planet. We got to get to all that and a bunch more. Got a long list today. David James is on the list tonight, huh? <laughs> we'll have more next. Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 in the zone. Go straight up. That's a terrible call. Terrible. Slow mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. It's later in the year. Everybody knows our rules. Some of the pieces have changed, and all the pieces now just kind of fit together, and you could just read the floor, and all five guys can do their job, and it makes everybody's life easier, including yours. I said it at the start of the season. I don't have a problem of coming off the bench. I want to win, and if that's the best-case scenario for me to be in that role, then I'll do it to the best I can. We've got a really, like a really good team, probably easily the deepest team since I've been here in the, the six years, and it's about us finding the right style of play and the right tempo and just got to obviously take advantage of it every time we come down the floor. Oh, yeah. Catch Jazzman Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Band of the day today is easy top selected by Austin brought to you by live nation concerts by concert tickets to get the latest tour news and artist insight at live nation.com big show Gordon Monson Jake Scott happy Friday 
We're, uh, wow, Gordon's drinking a tab, which he just held up. First of all, why are you calling attention to the fact you're drinking a tab? Who drinks tab? Why are you drinking tab? Well, uh, it's a long story, but a tab, for those of you younger folks who have no clue what tab is, it's like a diet cola from... 1955 or something. It's not that old, but it's the Diet Coke before (laughs) Diet Coke. (laughs) Anyway, uh, my good friend Don Sterling used to keep these in his uh, refrigerator in his office. And I spotted them and I said, Don, I haven't had a tab in probably 20, 30, 40 years. And so he said, you can take take them anytime you want. So anytime I go to his office, I can take, reach, go behind his desk and find a find his fridge and take take a tab this is not where i got this though my wife heard don and uh and me uh talking about tab and so she went out and bought a few tabs got you a tab huh she did okay usually i pick up the tab no one believes that yeah that's far from unless it's with uh, coach boylan (laughs) Okay, Utah State uh, gets by New Mexico uh, 75-70. Sam Merrill, he can play. He ain't, he's not bad, is he? Man, 29 points. Can he play in the NBA? We talked about this the other day, Jake. I don't know. I don't know, but all I know is he's a pleasure to watch. Yeah, he's a heck of a player. He's arguably the best player in the Mountain West Conference. They needed a special performance, and that's what he that's what he delivered. What a yeah. game, what a game! What yeah. a what a great way to get uh, tournament play around here started. By the way, no it's doubt. Awesome. And he's the kind of guy that it, it, uh, that's what makes March cool. Obviously, teams involved, but when you see certain players, no big surprise. I mean, this guy's been good for a, a long, long time. But fun to watch, uh, nonetheless. Utah State now will play. What's this? 10 and 23 Wyoming in the Mountain West Tournament semifinals? The pokes are rolling. Holy cow. They beat Nevada 74 71. And Colorado State. Nobody thought they were going to do that. 10 and 23. Now, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Let's say Wyoming somehow, by some way, won the tournament. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? Bad thing. Because they don't deserve it. Yeah, they're terrible. Just terrible. And you know what? This works out great for the Aggies because they should stomp Wyoming tonight. Absolutely stomp them. Rest everybody in the second half and go into the championship game fresh. Well, the reason this is happening is because of people like Ken uh, Caretos. I don't know how you say his name, but that's how I say it. Who uh, uh, is otherwise known as Cowboy Ken or Barrel Man. Have you seen Barrel Man? No. He's this old dude who uh, dresses shirtless in what looks like a barrel and a cowboy hat. And he uh, goes to every Wyoming game. He's kind of like their mascot. Isn't that what everyone okay. wears in Wyoming? I, I know who <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I know who Ken? Cowboy Ken? Yeah, the barrel guy. I know who you're talking about. Do you like that stuff or does that used to look at these people and say, what's the matter with you? Well, it's kind of part of the charm of sports in a weird, in a weird way. But yeah, a lot of me thinks like, Hey, what, what, what's the matter with you? Did you have parents? Yeah, like what? what He's an older gentleman, so I mean, his parents probably dearly departed. I don't know. It's got to be that they like the the celebrity, right? Well, why that they? He said that he was interviewed, and he said, "I'm one of the most famous people in Wyoming." Yeah, right. So he's doing it for the attention. Or Fireman Ed, the 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 guy that. (laughs) Disown the Jets or Clipper Daryl or whatever. I mean, these guys have this minor weird celebrity that I'm sure they enjoy. Who is the best? Who is the most memorable of any 
mascot, not mascot you can think of. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, uh, Wild Bill up at Utah State. Oh, and yeah. Actually, there was, Scotty retweeted it. There was uh, 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 an article in The Athletic about him where, it, you know, it being that kind of celebrity and he talks about it, it was, it was not a real positive thing for him. He oh, really? battled some depression and oh, you wow. know, some, some, circ- some health circumstances that were not, uh, were not terrific. And actually, it's a terrific read about his about kind of his journey but i mean he was during the height of the uh, of the herd up there at utah state at the spectrum i mean he was kind of you remember the the teapot costume <laughs> wasn't he a bigger gentleman yeah big mm-hmm. dude he did when we did our our show up there remember in the oh, middle yeah. of the freezing cold before the utah state byu uh-huh. game uh, Brandon Davies game first ba- game back from suspension. Remember that? Uh, and they were lined up around the spectrum or whatever. And he came over and we interviewed him. Remember? And yeah. he did the "I believe that yeah. uh, we will win" chant. Yes, he uh, did on the on the air. I I thought he was an extremely nice guy. But that was a great read, and uh, I would encourage people to do so. But I that there's my answer right there. All right, is uh, is. Uh, is the spectrum as vibrant as it used to be? So I haven't been up in a couple of years. Uh, Don't I was, come here once every two years. Well, I used to actually, every year I used to go up there and go to a game as a fan with mm-hmm. my buddies just because the atmosphere was so fun. And uh, it was fun to spend a night up in Logan, you know. Did that chant, uh, I I believe that we will win, did that originate in Logan or was that from somewhere else? I would guess it did not originate in Logan, but it was the first place I heard it. I know various places do it, but that is the first place I heard it, too. And it was at, I believe it was the Naval Academy. Was it? Is that what it was? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Nice pool there. Awesome. But then didn't right. the soccer team, when they actually could qualify for the World Cup, didn't they have that or yeah, something the, like that last time? The only reason I'm thinking of this is because of this article you just talked about out of The Athletic about Wild Bill. I was talking with a friend about that uh, the origin of the chant. And mm-hmm. If I'm remembering right, I think it's the Naval Academy. I like that chant. I think that's kind of cool. I, it's although, great. Although I like now, the losing maybe. team winning team. That one's hilarious. Or the left-right, left-right when they get <laughs> oh, uh, when Come they, on, they, that's cliche now. Oh wow! Well. Seriously, the spectrum is where the first place I saw any really? of those, which is, it, they're all hilarious. What are you talking about? Are you you saying that's not fun? Left, right, left, right, left, right. Until okay. they get to the bench. Yeah. Come on, that's funny. Okay. Yoli Childs is a finalist, one of five finalists for the Carl Malone Award as uh, college basketball's best power forward. That's great. He's been he's been terrific this year. Twenty eight and ten against Gonzaga and thirty eight and fourteen or whatever it was against Pepperdine. Dude can play. There is no doubt about it. And Mark Pope is a finalist for the Warner Ladder Naismith Coach of the Year Award. What's Warner Ladder? You're wondering about? I've Were you of, wondering that? No, I've heard of Warner Ladders. They, uh, that is the official ladder company of the NCAA. <laughs> I know that because I watch the NCAA tournament and every other commercial is one for Warner Ladders. Of course. So, yes, you I've know, heard of it. That's the thing about the NCAA tournament. In the last two minutes of every game, there's about 5,000 commercials. It's brutal. You and I have talked about this before, but it's like I learn more about um, various brands of paint, various brands of uh, nail polish. I, I learned that one year. I learned all about Lee Snap on nails. Remember that? Well, it's it's just a Michelin test. tires. I mean, I mean, I, I, I learn more about that than I do about what's going on on the court. 
It's a testament to sports, man. It's the only thing folks are willing to watch live anymore, and thus you're actually watching those commercials. All right, the list is long. We got a whole lot more Utah scheduling. Uh, we'll get your opinion on that. Uh, uh, there's a certain uh, NFL player who forgot to leave his piece at home, <laughs> got into some trouble, and uh, and the Clippers are uh, kind of burning things up these days. <laughs> what are you looking at me for? I was just disappointed in you is all. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. Coming up, whether Jake approves or not, we've got a bunch of stuff to get to coming up. Stay tuned. Big Show 97.5 and 1280 of The Zone. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Joining us right now, Spencer Nelson. So the BYU Cougars, they've been okay. able to really break through to not just be an NCAA tournament team, but I think they're a team that's very capable of making a run. If you were to see anything that gives you pause when it comes to tournament time, what would it be? Honestly, there's not a lot of holes in their game and their team. I'm with you. I think this team is built to make a run in the tournament. They have enough firepower to be able to compete with anyone in the country. I truly believe that, but I really do expect this team to be able to make the Sweet 16 and then at that point, it's just matchups. Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. When you wake up in the morning and the light is hurt your head, the first thing you do when you get up out of bed is hit that streets are running and try to beat the masses. Go get yourself some cheap sunglasses. Austin, I think we found our million dollar idea. I think so. I think we have. We discovered that's it proprietary, that, right? That break, yeah. We can. That's a whole untapped universe right there. All right, we want to remind you about our friends at RGS Exteriors. They will improve the curb appeal of your house with James Hardy Brickstone and Stucco Exteriors, along with the soffit, fascia, and rain gutters. Check them out at rgsutahsiding.com. That's rgsutahsiding.com. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott. What's next on that list there, Gordo? Well, uh, let's see. Where do we want to start? How about this? Utah adds Dixie State uh, to its schedule in 2028 and 2030 to home games at Rice Eccles. Your thoughts, Jake? If you're going to pay somebody to come in and play, it might as well be somebody in state. I get it if you want to go. Maybe, you know, the the home and home with like San Diego State, you want to get into Southern California a couple of times, recruit, you know, or one extra time and recruit. You know, I certainly get that. But, you know, if you're going to play, Somebody on that level with Dixie State? Yeah, might as well keep that cash uh, within the boundaries, huh? Is Dixie State, uh, certainly Dixie State's not at the level of, say, Weber State. I think they are now. I think that's the, well, yeah, the level they've FCS, moved to. Uh, but uh, is it a program worthy of playing the Utes? I don't know. Does it matter if they're, they're, they're FCS? They can since, cash a check. Yeah, since when are we drawing that line? <laughs> Okay. Jordan Love's stock continues to rise, Jake. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel about this. I mean, I think he's good. I think he's got a chance to be good, but I don't know it. Would you spend the top 10 pick on him? 
Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm not the the talent evaluators that no, these but you folks know what are. I mean. My my worry with Jordan would be decision making and accuracy. And the problem with having accuracy is one of those issues is that's not something that you fix all that easily. That's one of those kind of you got it or you don't type situations. I mean, you can do things to improve it, but overall, accuracy is much more difficult. I mean, what did what did Mike Leach say to you the one time? He said a bunch of things, but uh, he, he thought the the mental part of playing quarterback was more important than the oh, arm well, strength. He's not the. I, I've heard multiple quarterback people talk about how accuracy is yeah. the most important thing to have. It is important. If you had to pick between rocket arm and accuracy, you'd take accuracy. But, yeah, the, but I the, think Mike did say that. So I mean, if it comes to listen, he he fits the mold for what's trending with an NFL quarterback right now, and what's trending is the Patrick Mahomes. So right. Patrick Mahomes has the measurements where he's tall, but he's also athletic. And he's, he's got a big arm, and he's got a big arm, and and Jordan Love kind of fits that mold. Although, you know, the the problem with trying to draft like a, kind of a carbon copy type situation is often you know, how it's many, not the same guy. How many Patrick Mahomes are watching the, right. are walking the planet? You know. Well, I, I like Jordan Love. I mean, I spent some time with him, as you know. I wrote about him uh, on a number of occasions. And uh, I, I think he's got a shot in the NFL. I just don't know. I mean, I, the latest mock draft I read had him at, like, the sixth pick in the draft. And I thought, hmm, okay, well, we'll see about that. Joey Chestnut set a world record, uh, Jake, eating 32 Big Macs in 38 minutes. This is a man who once ate 82 tacos in 8 minutes, 72 hot dogs in 10 minutes, and 121 Twinkies in 6 minutes. So he's got to have some sort of system in dealing with all those calories, right? I mean, he's got to have... He's like 230 pounds or something. But he's got to manage his diet leading up to that. Yeah. To the point where he can actually consume that amount of calories, right? So I'm a big fan of The Amazing Race, the game show, and he was on it a few seasons ago. He was awful. Because of his condition, really? like because he was not able to walk upstairs. Hmm. How does one eat that fast? I mean, holy cow! I could never do that. Never. I mean, I'd be better at the balance beam than this. Uh, part of it's got to be he can. <laughs> part of it's got to be just you know sheer like will to not chew. <laughs> Don't, you know, don't, we don't waste all dip, that time chewing. Dip the hot dog in water or right. something. I don't, yeah. Anyway, Big oh, Macs though. Thirty-two Big Macs in thirty-eight minutes. That's incredible. How many think you could eat? One. <laughs> thirty-eight minutes. <laughs> Maybe two. Are you any good at that stuff? Also? No, 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 no. Yeah, the whole uh, the whole speed eating thing never never really uh, appealed to me. Okay, so Jake, I don't know who this kid was. But a college player got a technical foul for doing what? He slapped a ref on the ref's butt twice after a call. So I guess my question is, when is butt slapping okay and when isn't it? No, I mean, mean, have you ever slapped anyone's butt? Let's just go with it's not. Okay, so like when you're on the court... And you played a lot of basketball in your day. Let's yeah, just you, go. Yeah, you saw, we used to back in the day. We used to slap guys' butts all the time. Well, I don't. You guys were weird. <laughs> no, everybody did by today's standards. No, do people not do that anymore? Right. I still see players do that. Austin, don't you see guys slapping each other's butts? I'm not playing. Yeah, I think I, people uh, on the court do it all the time. Oh. In fact, when I was. Uh, 
when I was uh, in, uh, I was I'll slap that? my I, bishop in the butt and shout, "Ooh, yeah!" <laughs> I don't know if I was in high school or college, but I was playing basketball, and it was a co-ed game. We were just having fun, and my friend's girlfriend was on our team, and uh, and she made a shot, and I I forgot, and I slapped her on the butt, <laughs> but it was real quick. <laughs> But we were on the court. All right, Chris no, Matthews, hold, I think that's enough no, of that. Hold on a second. This is different. I don't go around slapping people's butts. But when you're playing basketball and you're on the court, I slap guys. We used to slap each other's butts all the time. Well, those days are done. Uh, is it really? This don't let is, the honor code know. No, this is news to me. Well, don't players still do that? I don't know nor care. Well, guys still do that, right? Yeah, but, but why should it be you to make that decision whether or not you're invading somebody else's space in that manner? Well, because why I mean, is that up to your judgment? Everybody did it. It was like a high five. Yeah, and everybody <laughs> smoked back then too. <laughs> I'm telling you, everybody did it back in the day. I, I, and it was nothing. It was nothing gratuitous. It was nothing sexual in any way it was just like i think guys still do that don't they well i'll tell you what next time uh, you and i are out there shooting it around please <laughs> please uh refrain please fight that uh well, that, I, that desire to touch my backside well, I, I really appreciate I, I, it. I haven't done that in a long time but I, back in the day everybody did it <laughs> it's like getting on a bike though you never <laughs> hey okay look i need it's like I, gordon talking I, about his on. days at woodstock no no i need help here <laughs> I mean, I need some serious help. I, mean, I know that. <laughs> I mean, everybody was rolling around in the mud. Uh, please, at Gordon Monson, at Jake Scott Zone, or at Austin Horton, if you're of a certain age, when you played basketball, didn't you slap your teammates' butts? And didn't your teammates slap your butt? Well, this guy got teed up for it. That was the ref. <laughs> Don't, come on. <laughs> I've seen, I think I've seen that before. Oh, I have you? It, I think it was the second slap that got him teed up. But is that okay anymore? Didn't I'm telling you, I, I want uh, please uh, no. tweet no. at all three of us because these younger guys tweet at me, I'll block you. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was just it was a, it was it, you didn't even think twice about it. It wasn't anything. It wasn't any. It didn't have any negative connotation whatsoever. Well, in today's day and age, Gordon, when in doubt, don't. <laughs> Okay. All right. I mean, is that something that we need? Well, you see people chest bump. Do we not need that? Not since 93. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up. 97.5, 1280 really The Zone. <laughs> this, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Zane Brugler from The Athletic breaking down the NFL draft. There's a lot of buzz right now concerning Jordan Love. What did you see out of him in the combine? And when you project a little bit, where do you think he might end up? Beauty's in the eye of the beholder. And that's never more true than we talk about these quarterbacks in the draft. Which team is going to like Jordan Love over the others? And that's something that I'm not sure we know yet, but there's plenty of buzz uh, for Jordan Love. A lot of teams are saying, okay, well, once we get our hands on him, once we coach him up, they're really excited about where he can be. So I think after the combine that he had, and that's after the senior bowl. I mean, I think he's cemented himself as a first-round prospect. He could be in the top 10 mix. Uh, maybe he goes just outside the top 10. The momentum that he has is definitely on the rise and something that's going to help him throughout. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.